0: You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Ah! Oh, wow. Oh. Wendy Rogers. Oh, my gosh. It's the great blizzard of 2023. This is the way we do blizzards in uh, southeastern Arizona, my friend. Matt Neely warned all of you, and you all scoffed at him yesterday. They called him Chicken Scof. Little. hashtag Chicken Little Esq. Who's laughing now, people? So, uh, Matthew, good morning. Good morning. Uh, what you? What you? Did, did you wake up to some accumulation in the backyard in the Esq um, Estates? A little bit, not too
1: much, but uh, you could see. Mm, So it was to the point where it wouldn't stick on the sidewalk, but as you, in people's front yards, you could see it on on the landscaping. Nice.
0: Yeah. So we had, uh, when I woke up at, uh, as we say in New York, about 345, um, I'd say two to three inches on stuff. So I had wow. my b- barbecue with the cover on it sure. and stuff, or my I have like a little thing of uh, wood for my chimney and stuff. There was about, <clears throat> I would have said two to three inches of good puffy snow, all on the trees, like you said. Uh, and then I thought, oh, well, that's a, that's a blessing, right? We got that, and then I'm going to go. And so then it was about 520-ish when I got in the car, and all of a sudden, it started going again. So it has snowed on me all the way from the OV through here to here. It's still snowing when I walked
1: in the room. Yeah, it was snowing when I got out of the car uh, a little while ago. You
0: yeah. can tell it's a little uh, slushier and warmer. On the, but I would have said still good coverage uh, from La Canada down to at least Orange Grove, between Orange Grove and River right there. That kind of drop is probably the demarcation, as we say, of sticking. But if it keeps going like this, by the time I get home, it should be pretty unbelievable for at least an hour.
1: I remember a day, it was in 2019, I think, maybe 2018, but I think it was 19, where it pretty much snowed all day, just I, right down the street from here. So, yep. It, it's odd when it happens, and it's nice that you don't have to deal with all the bad parts of I, snow.
0: I know all the uh, dot signs, the electronic signs, are the same throughout the state, but it's just, it still feels weird driving to the show this morning and says, you know, caution, snow and ice, watch out for plows. Right? Right. So I know they have plows out by Benson. They'll have more out there in that area sure, when things like higher. this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But I remember the last time I was – well, it wasn't that long ago. I was, I was up in Flag uh, about a year ago, and I just remember it was – I was just – we had a great Grimaldi's pizza, and I was driving back through campus, and all of a sudden it just came, and it was like 40-mile-per-hour winds, yeah. and it was – Full blown blizzard. Boy, the
1: wind was blowing last night. Uh, I had a hard time getting to sleep. It was it was blowing so hard. It was wild and wacky, wild That and wind wacky stuff. And um, you were saying, oh Flagstaff. You mentioned Flagstaff. I checked the map uh, early this morning, and like I seventeen. Did I say like? I'm sorry. No I'm, <laughs> I'm not going all Hobbsy on you. <laughs> <laughs> north of uh, North of Oak Creek Canyon, I seventeen was uh, closed. And then I forty on uh, on either side of the seventeen junction was closed for quite a while. It was marked as closed, so I think they're getting a lot of snow up there. And I bet you, umpire John, can confirm that.
0: Yeah, they um, NAU did the preemptive cancel of classes for yesterday's, and then they so they delayed classes this morning till anything before ten was supposedly canceled. But I don't know if this the way this thing hits. We'll see.
1: Did they weave the phrase systemic racism into the closure or anything like that?
0: Of course, because the snow is going to disproportionately affect uh, BIPOC. So that's that's fine. You see, now Matt's starting to learn how the university system works. So, well, the university system of 2023. Thank you. Thank you very much. It changes quickly. Hey, if you guys have any fun snow reports, we'll take them seven nine zero twenty forty. I already have people uh, putting them up on the old Facebook. Actually, my favorite, the cute one is the picture of the uh, <laughs> Tracy puts her kid just wearing his hoodie and his jeans right in between the two cars covered with snow. <laughs> with, yeah. With yeah. the snow blowing. <laughs> yeah. Eh, let's have a little fun with it, kids. You know, Mike, Mike Shaw is right. We should be doing uh, weather to start off every show. I apologize, Mike Calabash, you, wherever and, you are. And you doubted him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a bu- busy shoe. We got Larson at the bottom of the hour, Congressman David trucker. Uh, Billy Beard sent me a piece from the, uh, the Daily Meal, and uh, we're going to talk about it. It's a bipartisan small group of senators, including insane people called Mitt Romney, are getting together cuz they want to fix social security. I I wonder if David was good David's probably not clean enough for the senators to invite him to that meeting. And of course the discussion was are they considering raising your retirement age to 70 and then looking at a 1.5 trillion dollar investment fund to overhaul social security.
1: See my my we'll take see. my take on all this they shouldn't they shouldn't worry about prolonging it this gets back to what you and joe used to say they right. ought to let the thing collapse sooner rather than later and then there will be a reckoning a political reckoning then we can take care
0: of all that well when because you, then
1: the happy talk it means nothing well, once the checks stop but as happy long as they're printing money and
0: borrowing right that's that i mean that in the end right the reality of what's gone on in this world is we're, we're we're not a we're not a true capitalistic society anyway. Right? There's so much government money pumping through this economy, right? That we're 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 a, a quasi socialist capitalist. We're we're soft socialism is what we are, right? I mean, think of, so and and look, look at the last look at look at the stimulus money of the look how it just screwed up everything, right? They just screwed up everything, and and, and it delayed the reckoning, right? And when you delay the reckoning, it's worse for everybody, right? Pull the Band-Aid off and move on with life, right? But no, so you guys went crazy with your control and politics during lockdowns, right? Then the Republicans were caught sleeping, and Trump loses to a semi-catatonic man, and, and you lose both houses. Right, and what do you got? You you, the reason Rahina Romero and these people are still like no one's really pissed off at them is they're throwing they got they got money coming out of fire hoses. Now none of it's going to come to good, right? This is this is the best part when they complain about money in the city of Tucson or the county. You can give them as much as you want; they're still going to screw it up. Think about if we if, if 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 I had Joanne. Dr. Filippo, run through all the stimulus money that's come through the city and the county in the last two years, right? Guess what happens if the number's astronomical, right? And the place still sucks. What are we building? I mean, the best they got was the, that 22nd Street Bridge. That's a train wreck. I mean, even one of your, liter- your journalistic lapdogs doesn't like it. As he shouldn't, because it's stupid. It's Stupid. I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, has a, he has a, an office downtown, and we were talking about. He saw the story of you know um, Fletcher throwing another hundred and sixty thousand at the celebrity chefs. <laughs> I'm a food guy. I never even heard of these people. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, this guy uh, used to uh, prep for Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> What do we, he's like, he says, you know, if, he goes, I feel like we're building those, you know, they have those ghost cities in China where the government just builds these and no one's there, right? They built them first because, but the mar, the, the market of people to move there is not there. He goes, I feel like we're like a mini, we're building a, we're, we're, we're building a, like a, like a, like a little light version of a Chinese ghost city downtown. There's all this stuff going on, but nothing's going on. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's wow, wow. Uh, let's do let's do a little. Um, we'd love to take your snow calls seven nine zero twenty forty. It's our last time we'll be able to do this probably for the next two years, but let's give it a shot. The pop this popular destination will pay tourists to visit. We got to get. I think we're going to do that when we come back. Uh, uh, Valerie Cavazos is still uh, making it happen on that free to kill series about victims say pre trial services not properly. S- supervising violent suspects. And then sweaty pits has an, uh, he, he has an amazing admission of kerfluffity. I don't know if that's a word, but we're, I'm going to use it today. It is now. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, we got the, the Jace, the January six footage, the Carlson. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, California wildfires in one year, erase 16 years of California emission cuts.
1: so um limbaugh used to say it you know mount pinatubo erased put more you know greenhouse gases into the uh atmosphere than the whole society ever
0: correct um it'll probably be i don't know probably third hour uh we have all of the. we have a little compilation of various senators beating up merrick garland And what's great about the Merrick Garland getting beat up... Hawley going after him about targeting Catholics was amazing. Okay? But the other thing was that... um, Merrick Garland was almost a Supreme Court justice. And it was another one of those things where the decision not to even think about confirming him was looking like genius more than ever. So... Um we got that going for us. Uh Daniel Asia, U of A professor, will be here at 737. He's got a special program coming up this weekend. Uh his special guest was supposed to come with us, but she got diverted by bad weather and her, her flight. Uh and then um Glendale, Arizona is gonna require stores to implement anti theft resources for their shopping cart, because I think they're sick of their homeless shredding them out stealing them it's not it's not the home it's not the homeless's fault it's probably the store's fault i figure this is coming to Tucson uh very soon and then we have our good friends from track will be here therapeutic writing with animals and for animals and kids track so 6:18 in the morning let's go to break uh we're, well, of course we loaded up a little little snow songs in the beginning it's also here's a birthday combo remember we had um uh, we had uh, Harry Belafonte and Roger Daltrey yesterday. Today we have John Bon Jovi and Karen Carpenter's birthday today, but we gotta do some snow stuff to stay in the mood, so stay stay safe out there, kids. Wake up, Tucson. 10th of the voice. Local news and talk. Alright, can't wait to see all of you guys at the Wake Up Tucson Christmas party tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be totally... Oh, sorry. <laughs> the snow's got me in the mood. There is a remote coming up. Really? Where's that remote, Matt Neely? Gap Ministries, 2025 West Highway Drive. It's April
1: 4th from 6 to 9. You can see Chris do the show. And for $20, you can have an amazing buffet by Iron Chef John Hone.
0: Well played. Well played. Go to wakeup.gapmin.com to get your tickets. Wakeup.gapmin.com. The way it's going to work, we're working a Laoya happy hour. we got to do that. Then we're going to be at uh, Inca's Peruvian for the first week of May. It's like May 4th for a happy hour. And then in the we're working on a uh, summer, l- early summer wingding uh, somewhere in the foothills. And I'll let you know as that all develops. So I have to get you guys together and drinking liquor.
1: So. High, highfalutin, man. Foothills.
0: You mean... Oh, okay. You, I, mean, you mean the area, not the, the restaurant? Yeah, no. Oh, please don't <laughs> no, bring that restaurant up. I'm not Thanks.
1: dumping or <laughs> praising the restaurant. <laughs> no, I, I did not mean the restaurant. Thank
0: you, thank you. Um, uh, Bruce says there's uh, 19 inches in Flag this morning. Wow. So okay, they're getting pounded. Uh, they're, <laughs> I think they're at record. I think they're at record level. I'm pretty sure. Holy smokes. Uh, let's see. What are um, the interstates closed? Umpire John sends me the picture of his right in front of his house. With giant piles of fresh snow. And he lovingly said, wimps. Referring to us Tucsonans. Thank you, John. Um, Brushfire, five inches out on the extreme east side of Tucson. Says he can't even get out of his driveway. Look at that. It's rocking out there. <clears throat> All right, let's get to, um, let's see. Billy uh, Billy Beard. Is this like the third or fourth great blizzard of 2023? Yes. This is all we got, Bill. Come on. We got U of A basketball, right? We got some great food, you know. Let us enjoy it. We got some blizzards (laughs) here. (laughs) Um, So when I first saw this headline, I thought possibly this was Tucson. All right. And the headline was, um, this popular destination will pay tourists to visit. Okay. CNN article. And, uh, Julia Buckley and Eric Chung. Um, travel returns with a bang. Rising airfares making long haul journeys. I was looking at some tickets this summer for some various places, especially if you're just going to the other side of the country. Um, uh, it's aggressive out there. It's, it's aggressive <laughs> in relation to airfares right now. And, um, so the late so, uh, destinations are doing all they can to encourage visitors to come and boost their economies. And I guess the question, you know, and, um, I don't know, one day we'll talk to Felipe. I haven't talked to him in a while. Has anyone noticed anything that visit Tucson does? Like, I'm a, I'm kind of like, I, 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 is there, have you guys seen anything that seems like a something like, is there, a, is there, is there an effort going on that we're pushing something? I mean, I know Felipe went to Macau uh, under control, Chinese communist control for some gastro- gastronomy thing. But I, I, do we have a thing? I don't know what our thing is right now. Other than I know that our, 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 our chefs are out there trying to do the best they can. Uh, I know the Gastronomic Union of Tucson chefs, including Juan Almanza and Devin over at Zio Pepe, went up to the Devour Festival up in Snotsdale. Uh, on Sunday. So that's, they were representing a little bit. So to play devil's advocate, should,
1: should we notice it? Right. Because it's, it's not aimed at us.
0: Should we notice it? I mean, we I should notice you, full
1: restaurants and full hotels. That's way, in my opinion,
0: if you're going to, if, so here's my thing. And this is something we've struggled with. This is not just a Felipe problem. All right. Felipe's problem is always going to be that he is now going to just do whatever Regina and Adelita tell him. And that's the problem, because they don't know crap about running a city, let alone tourism. And they're going to pick the bones of his budget for special little projects. Right? Sorry, I Yeah, no. It's, I... If there's one thing that's not DeSimone's Simone's 70-second rodeo, it's how tourism promotion works, right? Exactly. But one thing we failed to do for years in Tucson, and it started with Rick Vaughn. And it, 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 it it, 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 no matter how much I, I like Brent Durad, great guy, right? is when you have a brand do so the question is do we have a brand that we does tucson really have a brand and identity right now that's sellable right so what is that so i got i got we got that we got the gastronomy food thing right d simone keeps telling you let's just go let's just cut the crap we're the best city for mexican food in the united states or we can say north of the of the border. Because trust me, we're kicking Canada's butt too. All right. And the and and, and the North Pole. So anything north of, of, of the of the border, we're kicking butt. But we don't do that. So but when you have if you if okay, so we don't have a branded identity that anyone knows in this town. Other than oh, the old Pueblo. <laughs> I'm so tired of the old Pueblo. <laughs> tired. Um, and then when you have a brand that works everyone's supposed to be in on it right everyone should know the brand right we don't know what our brand is branding works only when there's a heavy lift across the community and we haven't figured that one out in a long in a long time we we had a brand that uh, oh my god not let it be live free not that one that's a die- hard movie I'm just telling you we we with all the money that's flowing through and all the stimulus money that went to tourism, it feels like we're in a stagnant zero game when it comes to, uh, the tourism promotion thing. And I like Felipe. He's a very nice fella. So, all right, let's go to break. Larson's here. You're on the wake up Tucson show. 10 third of the voice local news and talk, man, those kids were tripping with that hat hey you're on wake up tucson tenth third of the voice <laughs> local news and talk people are sending me some great pictures um, um they just sent me a picture behind my backyard right now and it is as the sun's starting to come up and it is pure white beauty out there so um welcome to the the as bill beard said the third blizzard of 2023 uh let's go out to ryan larson Living in the dirty world of the Sun Devils, Larson. What's up, my friend?
2: Good morning, Chris. How are you doing?
0: This this place is in a, in a in a standstill. They don't know what to do. They're in trouble, trouble.
2: Yeah, I remember being in high school when we'd get like half an inch of snow, and then I didn't have to go to school at all. It was awesome.
0: So when I woke so. up this morning uh, at my house, it was about three inches. So. And yeah, they they might have to shut everything down. I always remember in the old. For the day. I always remember with Amphia because the buses are down on Wetmore, and if it was too, good, they would say, "Oh, I don't know if we can safely drive the buses across the bridges." So we're shutting <laughs> school down today. I'm like, "Oh, calm yourselves." Jeez. That was so great. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to the. I,
2: I fully support those decisions. I,
0: I, I, you know, we had a, such a good conversation yesterday about the pathetic PAC 12 commissioner and streaming and stuff. And uh, after that that Sunday. Uh, Last Greg, week, not yesterday. It
1: just feels. Washington's so wonderful. <laughs> it feels like yesterday. More.
0: I know you're teasing a carpet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so Greg Hansard in the paper did a little blast on this. About um, the streaming strategy is is fraught with many dangers, right? And so, right. this was an interesting thing. So he brought up the fact that the um, the the barstool, but Tucson's so wonderful that the only way we can do a bowl game is go with a company that will only stream it on their website, right? Being the barstool guys, right?
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: So Barstool had a hundred. He's just talking about how when you go to streaming, how it can just kills your wide audience, right? So mm-hmm. he said that one hundred and thirty thousand watched at best watch the uh, the the Barstool sports game, but the 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 worst bowl on ESPN, which was the Independence Bowl with Louisiana Lafayette and Houston, drew two point four mil. And yeah. And it's just building that case. Is the moment you stream Ryan, that basically you're just going to shut off a whole a whole bunch of people.
2: Yeah, I I think he's right. I'll give you another example of that is Live Golf, which we are aware is the the other golf tour that's breaking away from the PGA Tour. They last year they broadcast all their tournaments on YouTube TV. It was free to everybody to watch YouTube, which Everybody knows how to use like everybody has YouTube. It's easy to access. You just type it into your browser. You go there. You can watch live golf. They were getting 10,000, 20,000 people to watch their tournaments, which, you know, is not good at all. They moved over to the CW, which if you're not familiar with the CW, uh, it's given us great shows such as a seventh heaven. Ah, Creek. I can't believe you went back to seventh heaven.
0: My God. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only shows I can remember
2: from the CW.
0: Well, they have those bad... They have the the DC superhero ones like Arrow and The Flash, right? And then Matt likes to watch the Riverdale one, right? Which is that teeny, angsty, uh, Archie, uh, Veronica one. So that's a good one. But that's about it.
2: Yeah, so that's the CW. Nobody watches the CW, really and Liv had their first tournament this past week it got horrible ratings it got a 0.2 which i mean i don't know a lot about how tv ratings doesn't tv ratings work but 0.2 is terrible and they still had about two hundred thousand people watching watching their event just because it was on tv people flip through they see it just they moved to a far less convenient platform they moved to one that fewer people even know about but just having it on tv Made the made them dramatically increase the number of people who watch their broadcast. And yeah, the product was worse in every way. But <laughs> that, that's the power of actually being on TV. Is that you? People will be able to find and watch your show just by the nature of flipping channels. And so, if the Pac-12 goes to streaming, the product as a whole it might improve. You know, Apple TV might put on a really good product as they try to expand. Their, their coverage of sports because they want to break into the inter- industry if that's where the Pac-12 ends up, but you're going to lose viewers just because it's harder for people to access streaming. A large percentage of your population is older and may not either like streaming or may not be super familiar with the billions of different apps we have to stream at this point. So the product could get better, but the viewership is undoubtedly going to get worse no matter the streaming platform they go. Even if they ended up on Amazon Prime, which everyone has pretty much at this point because Amazon uh, has made it a necessity for a lot of people, there's still going to be a dramatic drop-off in viewership in the trans- transition to streaming.
0: The, um, so you brought up the live, and so what's interesting is uh, Tucson has two golf tournaments coming up in the next two weeks. All right? Now, <laughs> yeah. I-, I can f- forgive the conquistadors because they're run by volunteers right and they only work on trade they usually don't spend any real money advertising i, I almost forgot there <laughs> was a golf tournament going on this weekend in the collegard if i didn't drive past foothill's mall and there was an electronic sign that says there might be a special event shuttle over here i would not even know the collegard classic was going on all right i would right. say the the marketing efforts of the conquistadors i didn't even see a billboard for God's sakes, I would say it's the there. I would give them the level of marketing that's the equivalent of what you find in a box of Kologard. Okay, now, mm-hmm. yeah. now, but here's even worse: Saudi-backed billions of dollars uh, golf tournament is at the gallery coming up on St. Patrick's Day weekend, right? Right. All these top golfers that that course uh, hosted the World Golf Championships when you know we used to have like a, like a thing in this town, right? It's a great course, and they're not. I haven't seen I da- I haven't seen a damn bit of marketing for them either. <laughs> you know. So does, yeah. does 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 I know? I know. Coligard needs people to show up to raise money for for the kids uh, uh, that they that they support. Does Live care if anyone shows up to a tournament?
2: Um, I think they say they care because they want to claim that they're competing with the PGA Tour in terms of property in terms of popularity. And I, w- I will give Liv credit. I did see one billboard uh, up here in Phoenix for Live Golf uh, <laughs> on the corner of like I-10 in Washington. So I'm sure that's your target audience right there. But yeah, Liv, Liv is hemorrhaging money. They admitted as much in their current lawsuit with the PGA Tour that they're generating almost zero revenue. So it's just a matter of what Liv is trying to accomplish. Are they trying to... Get huge amount of fans to go out to their events in order to say that hey, people like our products better than the PGA Tour because Live Low like slogan for the season is Golf Louder, and oh, so deep. they they play music at their event. Yeah, it's, it's very, <laughs> everything Live do, Liv does is very cringy. Like they play music at their events, cool. They do a shotgun shotgun event, but really, I don't think Live cares so much if people show up to their events. I mean they they're going to say they do, but they're not going to suddenly turn a profit this season. And really all they're trying to do is take players away from the PGA Tour, claim they they're making a better product, and it's just it's not happening. It's not working. The PGA Tour is still getting way better draws. I mean the Honda Classic this week, which this week on the PGA Tour which had a way worse field than most PGA Tour events was still far more compelling than the live uh, Mayakoba Golf Classic in Mexico. So uh, li- we'll see how the Tucson event plays out, but I can't imagine that Liv is going to mirror the atmosphere that we used to have with the the World Golf Championship with the match play, which was an awesome event that Tucson got to host every year.
0: Now for Liv, right, if, if they're looking just for the TV, the gallery is going to look absolutely amazing on television. Just look amazing. Yep. Right? Right. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. The first time I, I, I didn't even know this was really going on. I I saw like a press release in November, maybe December that this is going to happen. But if if they didn't have the guy who lived on the gallery golf course, videotape the, the people cutting down the Saguaro to move it out of its way for something for the golf thing. And then it became a thing, right? They killed an old Saguaro for Uh live golf. Right. Which of course, you know, the Saudis are like, here's, here's, here's money to buy 10,000 more. Saguaro's. What do we care, right? If that guy didn't, yeah, they do, not If they didn't do the video and people got pissed off about them killing the Saguaro golf uh, c- cactus, I wouldn't even know Live was going on. So,
2: yeah, that's probably not great for their product. <laughs> I, it's pretty bold of Live to assume that your very casual, average golf fan can care about more than one professional golf circuit. Yep. Uh, people know the PGA Tour; that's the one they're going to care about. And if you're going to care about anything else, you're probably going to p- care about the Champions Tour event. That's been part of Tucson for a long time now. It's an event I can I have been to, and I can vouch that it's a really fun event. you get got to go see a bunch of guys that you remember watching on the PGA Tour, and it's not as crowded or as expensive as going to a PGA Tour event. Where if you're going to live, and you want to go watch live golf, you have to really love watching Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, I mean, Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith are still pretty good. But otherwise, is that enough of a draw to get you to drop forty bucks to go out there, go out to the gallery, which is pretty far for most people who live in Tucson? That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, especially when you're watching them play shotgun cut free golf. That's just very low
0: stakes. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird, weird and wacky. All right, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, the uh, shot heard around the world uh, by a guy from ASU. in a basketball game last week. We'll start there with the great Ryan Larson. 790-2040 is the phone number. I feel like I just talked to Ryan yesterday. Karen Carpenter's birthday today. Beautiful singer and hell of a drummer. Wake up, Tucson. 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Soap, We're doing it all today. Karen Carpenter, Bon Jovi, some snoo soons. The Blizzard show of 2023 continues on. Matt is vindicated in is weathering that he did yesterday. Good job, Matt. Uh, We got Ryan Larson, sports director uh, on the line. Ryan, welcome back, sir. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. Hey, how's law school going? Are You you, you digging it? They're pushing you? What's going on over there? Everyone wants to know what's going on.
2: Uh, You're right about both of those things. I am enjoying it. I have no regrets about coming to law school, which I think is a good thing because it is a three-year commitment. I'm here now. But yes, it is. I have worked more certainly in the last six months than I did during my entire undergraduate. That's for sure. Where I did very little work, and it it, it is pushing me. It's I'd have to dedicate a lot of time to it. But it has been a good experience. I've learned a lot so far.
0: Um, you know, I, I, from all the young people in my life, between my kids and people like yourself, because you're in the same age range as my kids. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. these a lot of these universities are literally just high school, a little tougher is where they're... Yeah. Does that sound...
2: I, I think you're right.
0: My kids, will, yeah, my because, daughter will tell you that basis, uh, eighth grade, was tougher than NAU.
2: You know, I think that might be fair. <laughs> I, I remember going through high school, and they were always like, you know, get ready. It's going to be much harder at college. I'm like, college is just easier high school sometimes, <laughs> or high, high school where teachers care even less. So it's, it, a, it's not that big of a transition.
0: Now, uh, what happened uh, What happened at the University of Arizona game? Uh, there seemed to be some sort of, we, 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 we have people looking for the uh, – We, of course, on the political side, uh, Katie Hobbs got uh, booed before the game started uh, by the McHale Center folks, so that was fun. <laughs> but uh, tell me about uh, what happened in this game and then what led to this crazy shot at the end.
2: Yeah, so if you're unfamiliar with what happened to Arizona this weekend, I can't imagine you would be at this point. Uh, Arizona and ASU played in a basketball game and it was close the entire game, but Arizona had a two point lead with two seconds left and ASU passed the ball on to Desmond Cambridge, Jr., one of their players. And he heaved the ball from 60 feet away at the buzzer and drained it. Swish, perfect shot. The Sun Devils upset the Wildcats one by one and it was a major upset for the Sun Devils who were trying to make that MCA tournament. And it was an all-time moment in the rivalry. You just had one of those moments where a crowd just goes dead silent and has no idea what to do because the game's over. Like, there's nothing else. You just go home now. And you just kind of have to, to sit with that, that you just lost on a half-court heave. But for Arizona, so they end up losing this game 89-88. to They They... Everyone's just going to remember the the shot at the end of the game because, you know, that makes for a great highlight clip. It was an incredible moment. But the reason that Arizona was even in position to lose this game in the first place is, surprise, surprise, their defense was terrible. Thank you. And we just have this conversation basically once every two to three weeks of Arizona's defense just not showing up to play at all. ASU is not a good offensive team. They haven't really been good offensively all season. They averaged 71 points a game. The 89 points that ASU scored against Arizona in this game was the most they've scored in a game the entire season, tied with a game they had against Arizona State. And what I said this a couple weeks ago, when bad offensive teams keep having their absolute best offensive performances of the season against the Wildcats, that's not bad luck. That's bad performance by the Cats. Their defense keeps not showing up. And yeah, ASU did make some pretty absurd or highly contested shots, but there were also plenty of open layups, uncontested, easy shots, and blown Arizona defensive assignments. After the game and into this week. Tommy Lloyd has openly criticized the defense, and he specifically criticized Azulus Tabellis for his defense. And I was keeping track of Tabellis' defense in this game, and he <laughs> definitely blew a couple of assignments, just stood still as his man went right past him. The defense was embarrassing in this game. And that's why Arizona was even in position to lose in the first place. And it's why it makes it hard to trust the cats to make a deep defense, deep tournament run, because if they have bad defensive performances like this against good teams, they're going to get blown off the court.
0: The, um, when I saw whenever I, again, you're totally correct. It seems like they were a little weak from the free throw line also, which never helps. Right. Yep. Um, you know they when you when I heard that they scored eighty eight points and they lost to ASU, right? And they're usual the team usually lets up seventy one points a game. It's everything yeah. you said it was.
2: Yeah, it, it's a mess, and you're right. Their free throw shooting is bad too, and that's another reason for concern. Is you think about it, Arizona shot thirty four free throws in this game. That's a ton of free throws. They only made 23 of them, which 23 sounds like like a lot, but that's 67% from the the free throw line. That's not a good percentage, even at the college level. And ASU, on their side, they shot 10 free throws, and they made six of them. So the free throw disparity was 24 attempts. Think about where Arizona would have been in this game if they hadn't gotten that many free throw attempts. And while they definitely earned a lot of those because they were bigger and more physical than Arizona, ASU had a lot of points on the offensive side, so ASU had to foul. Arizona d- did get a friendly whistle at times. So, you know, they Arizona really stayed in this game just because they attempted so many free throws. If they don't get – if they, they're shooting 20 free throws in this game, they lose by 10 to the Sun Devils. So there are things to be concerned about with Arizona, just the, how bad of an overall performance that was defensively, and the fact that – even when Arizona played so well offensively, they only were able to stay in this game because of free throws, but they also kinda ultimately ended up losing this game because they couldn't convert all of their free throws attempts or at least a higher percentage of them.
0: So I understand we got we're going on the road to California, then we got a Pac twelve tournament in Vegas, right? And so but we're really to mm-hmm. a point in time now, right? Is that we know we're gonna be, you know, an upper seed in the tournament by the time it all plays out, no matter how the next five, four or five games play out. So in the end, Ryan Larson, what needs to happen for the Arizona Wildcats going into the tournament, forget about the next few days, games, what needs so we need good D and one or two people need to score a certain amount of points and we should be okay. If any of that falls apart we're in trouble.
2: Yeah, I think if you look going into the tournament and you look at the NCAA tournament as a whole, there are two things that travel really well in the NCAA tournament. One is defense, and one is guard play. And the problem for Arizona is neither of those are the Wildcats' strengths this season. They, they rely on their centers. They rely on their big men to score offensively. And their guard play has been inconsistent for a large percentage of the season, they certainly have talented guards like Tella Larson, Kirk Risa, Courtney Ramey, Cedric Henderson. That's a good collection of guards, but they have not – none of those players have put together a consistently good season. They've had highs and lows, that's for sure. And so for Arizona, if you're going to make a deep tournament run, there, there's basically two options. One is that to Dallas and Ballo play at an otherworldly rate for six straight games, where they are consistently good every game, getting 15-plus points and putting up a quality effort. I, I'll, I'll just say an effort on defense. Then Arizona can hang with any team in the NCAA tournament. But if Tabellis or Ballo struggle or don't have a good game, they then it's going to fall on Arizona's guards. And can we really trust that? Pella Larson or like Kirk Creesa is going to score 15 a game for four straight games. You just can't do that. And so for Arizona, the question remains is what, what are they going to get out of their guards in March? That, that's probably going to determine the depth of their terminal run. If they have a second round game where Cresa is going two and nine from three, where Courtney Rainey goes like two of eight from three, and then Pella Larson doesn't score, they're probably going to lose that game to the seven seed. But if, Creese goes five of nine. Ramey gets hot from three in a game. They, they can make a final four run still. That's certainly possible. But it's just hard to predict for Arizona because they've been so inconsistent in that area.
0: So is it the horses or the coaching?
2: I, I think it's more the horses. because We saw what the coaching could do last year with Arizona. We know Tommy Lloyd's a good coach. When you come in year, year one and you 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 win the Pac-12 and you're a one key, that that's certainly... sign of good coaching I think he's done a pretty good job so far again but the horses when you're missing Arizona desperately misses Matherin and Terry specifically because having those two guys on the outside who can reliably shoot and generate shots of their own and create opportunities for DeBellis that was when Arizona was at its peak and they just don't have that this season the guard play has just been far more inconsistent and Arizona really misses that
0: I bet I bet well Larson great job as always buddy you, thanks, Chris. Great talking to you. Enjoy you, the blizzard. You kicked the hell out of most other U of A pundits again in this town, so great job. <laughs> Wonderful job. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. Alright, later, my friend. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks. Alright, we got Schweikert. Then we have Daniel Asia from the University of Arizona. He hasn't been on the show in a while, like Daniel. Uh, then we have the folks from Track Therapeutic Writing Animals and Kids. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tomorrow... Filthy Pirate, Sean McCluskey, U of A track uh, students, racetrack students, and the great Ben Ryan from Divine Bovine, bovine, wild and wacky. Wake up, Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk.